1: I'm Kathy Worthington. Today, Mary and I are going to review 2021 and go over some things that are inspiring us. For inspiration, today we are wearing our new Late Boomers podcast hats on Zoom, and you will be able to see those on Instagram later.
2: And they look great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm Mary Elkins. And what we would like to do today is talk about what inspires us, and we hope it will inspire you and bring a smile to your face. So, Kathy, tell us a little bit about 2021.
1: 2021 is probably a landmark year in my life because it encompasses completely two different emotional situations. In February, my daughter got married to a wonderful man, her soulmate and it was a tiny little pandemic wedding in our backyard with only the parents as the bridal party and as the only guests which was his mom and my husband Ken and I And so we had a wonderful full wedding with photography and video. And they went and took pictures up on the hill afterwards and they got beautiful shots and it was all a beautiful day. And thank God we did that because then my husband declined late in the summer and was ill here at home and passed away on December 14th. So from February 6th, being this up emotional, beautiful day, to December 14th, losing him. I'm just so grateful that we had the wedding when we had it and we didn't wait. It was so great
2: that he got to walk her down the aisle.
1: Yeah, the aisle of such from the living room to the... <laughs> to it, like was, a, it was a, beautiful. A few steps on the patio. <laughs> it
2: was beautiful. You had flowers everywhere and... Oh, yeah. And you decorated your dining room with the most gorgeous china and more flowers. Yes. And, so and Emma... Her daughter's dress was magnificent.
1: Yes, it was a couture designed by our good friend Mary Basil, who Mary Elkins knows also, and good friend of all of ours. And yes, a gorgeous, gorgeous dress. So photos, photos are beautiful.
2: Yeah, and they went up on the hill, didn't they, at sun sunset to take yes.
1: pictures. They got sunset pictures, and they stayed up till dark up there till dark, and got city lights pictures. And then we had a taco truck in the driveway, so some of the neighbors got to luck out and have some tacos, <laughs> and they got to help themselves while they were up on the hill. Uh, so I had a little gang of people in the neighborhood that got some nice fish tacos. Boy, were they good!
2: It makes me hungry. (laughs) Um, Talking about the hills, um, I think I needed inspiration last year and this year and in 2020 because my husband passed away in 2020. So and then boom, the pandemic hit. So Mm -hmm. it's been a very odd couple of years for me. But I have found inspiration with so many things. For instance, walking in the hills every morning, I live right underneath the Hollywood sign, and I walk with my dog on a trail, and my dog is a beautiful honey-colored golden retriever. And there are days when it's so clear up here that you can see the ocean, you can see the Santa Barbara Islands, and that's normally in the winter and sometimes in the summer when it's not smoggy in LA. And in the spring, late May, the mustard flowers are so gorgeous. They're taller than I am. And it's amazing to see this
1: just huge array of yellow flowers everywhere. That's great. And what I didn't get to finish about the death of my husband, Ken Cragen, is that I am now with my daughter, Emma Cragen, pulling together the Ken Cragen Memorial Foundation. We're getting advice on how to Form it and how to run it, and what we're, we're deciding what charities it'll be funding, things to do with climate change, mm-hmm. and we did get a landing site on a web page URL that's called kkmemorialfoundation.org. So anybody listening that wants to be advised of what we're doing in the future, just sign up your email on that URL kkmemorialfoundation.org.
2: That's great. I'm writing it down.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anything we can do to help keep our planet here a, a longer.
1: <laughs> and one thing that has really inspired me, there's a great book of poetry out now by the wonderful young, young poet who did the Uh, who was the Poet Laureate for the inauguration for President Biden. And she has a new book out called Call Us What We Carry. Her name is Amanda Gorman, and she's a phenomenal poet. And I picked out a poem to read today called Good Grief. She does a lot of analysis of words in her poem. She's very, very good with that. So here's the poem, Good Grief. The origin of the word trauma is not just wound but piercing or turning as blades do when finding home. Grief commands its own grammar structured by intimacy and imagination. We often say we are beside ourselves with grief. We can't even imagine. This means anguish can call us to envision more than we believed was carryable or even survivable. That is to say there does exist a good grief. The hurt is how we know we are alive and awake it clears us for all the exquisite excruciating enormities to come we are pierced new by the running forward all that is grave need not be a burden and anguish call it instead an anchor grief grounding us in its sea despair exists us excuse me despair exits us the same way it enters turning through the mouth even now conviction works strange magic on our tongues we are built up again by what we build find see say remember know what we carry means we survive it is what survives us we have survived us where once we were alone now we are beside ourselves where we once where once we were barbed and brutal as blades now we can only imagine Oh, she's so good with words. I am. I am nearly speechless. Isn't that beautiful? But you have to read the whole book. Oh, I do. It's very hard to choose one, but that just kind of applies to me right now and may apply to you, too. You know, it's we she just such a wordsmith. She says, you know, she says, we're. you say to people, I'm beside myself. Well, that means. Guess what you're outside yourself you're able to be with yourself there's more than just you it's amazing how she analyzes that i just love it
2: and and she talks and she talks about blades you
1: know
2: yeah and blades I, turning and, yeah and i can just imagine it her words are picturesque, and they and picture also she's how we talking. Feel.
1: She talks in her poetry a lot about the power of words, and we're on a podcast, so this is only words. This is yeah. what people are listening to is our words. That's so. True. I just thought that was particularly poignant.
2: You know, on that note, I found a quote today by Elizabeth Gilbert, the author, and it's very pertinent, which is. Someday you're going to look back on this moment of your life as such a sweet time of grieving. You'll see that you were in mourning and that your heart was broken, but your life was changing. Yeah. And that's so true.
1: What book is that from?
2: Uh, it doesn't say. It oh, just says. I, I bet it's I... from one of
1: her books though.
2: It could very well be. Could very. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is.
1: Oh, on a different note. More upbeat note, Mary. I know you watched this. I just finished watching the whole Beatles Get Back mini series on Disney plus. yeah, what a treat for anyone Is- that grew up with the Beatles and that knows thinks they know them because this is hours and hours of footage that were cut into this. And you think about it, it was done in 1969. Paul was only 27 years old and John was only 29. And they are working together so cohesively. And when George cooperates, there's a whole storyline about George walking out and they get him back and stuff. And Ringo seamlessly putting riffs in as they write together the creative process that i always knew those guys were geniuses but i didn't know how their creative process worked until you have this behind the scenes creation of the whole let it be album yeah it's just so it was much amazing
2: fun. amazing and i loved that i didn't know that john lennon was really the cohesive part of the group as far as keeping people's emotions together keeping all the people together he was the um uniter and paul well, he always was had a musical the humor. genius there
1: yeah and pa- he- paul was the Worker bee. He was always the one. We need a schedule. You guys aren't showing up on time. You know, he was really drove everybody. He was always like that, though, in their early days, too, because I've heard Peter Asher talk about the early days of the Beatles. And this is not the early days. This is the very end of the Beatles. But it's a wonderful, wonderful Mini-series. I recommend to anybody that loves Beatle music or loves the Beatles or even kind of wonders if they like the Beatles, you should watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I loved the 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 last one, the last uh, um, show there where they had there were three that were at least yeah. two hours each. And the last one had the the rooftop concert,
1: which of and course we all saw in the we, film. Let we it all be. see,
2: we did, but Feature. I had forgotten that the police were trying to stop it, and they did all <laughs> those interviews on the street with some people that that didn't even know that it was the Beatles up there.
1: No, because they no, it was never announced. They just went up and announced. started playing, and people walking to and from lunch hour work or whatever start looking right. up. And I right. remember it's when that movie came fun. out. That movie came out, I guess, in 1970. I think it did. And uh, when the album came out and just the movie of the concert, you know, and a little bit my favorite
2: album, too, of theirs. Is
1: it? Yeah, I don't think it is mine, but I adore how they did it, and I just loved hearing the songs being written. Like yeah. they don't even have all the words, and and you're sitting at home singing the words for them because exactly they, they can't think of the words. You <laughs> know the finished product. Oh yeah, yeah. A blast. yeah. What are you well, watching?
2: Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I love PBS and i've been watching shows like antique road show where people are showing their wares and finding out that they're worth thousands of dollars and that's so much fun and um, and and then all creatures great and small is wonderful it takes you back to the 1920s and 30s and it's just a wonderful period piece and so sweet with and with all the the farm animals and the dogs and cats and and birds and it's it's wonderful and then I love it's not on again for the new season but we interviewed him Harvey Myman um is the producer of Miss Scarlet and the Duke and then I get caught up in the nature series and last week I was watching one don't laugh it was about octopuses or octopi I don't know what octopi I think well they were saying octopuses in the show but I don't know yeah, which I question, but who knows? But mm-hmm. anyway, it's so weird because I we did see that wonderful movie, My Octopus Teacher, which was yeah. the love story between a diver and an octopus. But I had no idea that all octopuses are very prone to human relationships they like people and there was a piece of this show where this family and he was a scientist and I'm not sure if if his wife was or not but they kept an octopus in a fish tank in their living room and the octopus would clone or cleave (laughs) I'm not sure if that's the word cleave to the the glass on the fish tank and watch tv with them and they would put Oh, their they're ha- highly
1: intelligent. That highly was that, intelligent was the point and of that movie. intelligent very social.
2: And what they hadn't known before was that octopuses, octopi, like other, they are like we are. They are they have relationships with other octopi and or they they don't like them and they shoo them away. And um, but they love people. And I thought it was so interesting. I was glued to the TV set
1: oh they're so smart they're so smart wow. what about
2: a movie Kathy do you uh have you seen well, anything
1: you like yeah I last night The yesterday the SAG award nominees came out and Screen since, actors Guild. Since screen actors Guild. since we get to vote for those I wanted to see what was nominated so I looked through the nominations and figured out where it was streaming on apple plus is the new movie called coda and you said you happen to have seen it too right yeah I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a very interesting story about a deaf family who has one hearing uh, member of the family. So all so much falls on her. It's so much responsibility for her to translate for everybody. And it's a really good story, though, and it has a lot of good singing uh, because there's a a singing element to it. Yeah, I I thought that was great. I don't want to give away any storyline, but I recommend it highly, and I'm going to be watching all the other things that are nominated for SAG awards. Well, are you getting screeners? Not yet. If the studios are mailing them out, they're coming out in the next couple of weeks.
2: Well, we better watch them. I actually i am um, um, hoping to get to see West Side Story and Macbeth,
1: and. Uh, Yeah, West Side Story has one nomination for supporting actress for the gal that plays Anita. So it'll be maybe some, maybe the studio. I don't think they're gonna send that out though. Mm. I bet they're not because fingers crossed. Even my producers guild friend never got that that film. So, but what do you think is the right now is the front runner for the Oscar for best film?
2: Oh boy, I. I couldn't tell you because um, I haven't seen it all. Everybody's saying that um, as far as, well, I don't know for best. But sometimes film.
1: the Golden Globes are an indicator and, yeah. the, and the SAG nominees are indicators too. We'll so tell our
2: audience who right uh, now won, I, I won would, the Golden
1: Globe. Uh, Power of the Dog. And I'm not, and uh, the other, I'm sure for comedy or whatever, they probably had Don't Look Up in that, segment because they both won and my vote right now is for don't look up it's such a social commentary it's funny it's sarcastic it's it's weird it's wonderful it's engrossing you can't look away it's so dynamic well a lot of people are
2: talking about it it wasn't my favorite film I just thought it well, was I, I, I think it's mine. so unsubtle. Um but but again there's a lot of truth in it and
1: it's a satirical to- social commentary
2: it is. It Very is. satirical. Well, about- the, Meryl Streep was wonderful in it. <laughs> As a <the> president. Yeah. <laughs> As the president. <laughs> she, was, she was great. Don't give away the, the plot. But it is about our environment well, They, and they the, tell the you planet. right away
1: what it is. It's, it's an asteroid is headed toward Earth. You find that mm-hmm. out in the first five minutes, which uh, is, has the potential to wipe out the Earth. So that's the premise of the movie. Have you, have you watched Power of the Dog?
2: I've watched part of it it's a it's a very difficult uh, film to watch. It's um, for me it was it was very it's really about um, toxic masculinity and um, that's uh, that's basically what uh, it all it kind of boils down a to a whole other
1: story you haven't even noticed if you're only a part of the way through. So
2: I'm part of the way through the first time I
1: watched it, I fell asleep. So I started over the second Mm -hmm. time I watched it. I started over and watched the whole thing so I could really get cohesive. It's extremely cinematic, but it's it's for people that really, really like to watch films because this. The Jane Campion is the director and stuff. Yeah. And she goes for cinematic, beautiful pictures, which it's sometimes gorgeous. take a long time to watch. You know, it's mm-hmm. very,
2: very it, slow paced. It's very slow paced. Uh, as, as life out there in those days, it took place, in, when, the 1920s? Uh, yeah, but
1: yeah, because they have cars. Yeah, they yeah. have cars. Mm-hmm. And it's a Western, mm-hmm. so to speak, because it's on a ranch. Mm-hmm. With, but, but... To switch gears, because this got some sag dominations, and the funniest thing I have ever watched in my home, just by myself, laughing out loud, is "Murders in the Building" with Steve oh, Martin fun. and Martin Short. I love. Oh my that. gosh! You cannot I have more watched fun. it. You cannot have more fun than that. I was laughing out loud. It's just yeah. hysterical, yeah. especially when you get to the very end. And I won't give it away, but you got. You know, but now it's going to do a new season. They set it up for a new season. So that'll they be did great. a new murder or whatever.
2: Or yeah, it's going to be
1: very. And very it's about fun.
2: a podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> people bond because they all listen to this crime, true crime podcast. So the first. The first episode of it is them bonding over this podcast, going, what happened on our podcast? Because yeah. they all have to evacuate the building. So they all bond over the podcast and then they decide to do their own. It's a <laughs> scream. It's Maybe fun. I thought it was funnier because of that, because we do a podcast.
2: <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Um, anything else that you're laughing at?
1: No, not right now. No.
2: I'm I actually am enjoying Ted Lasso a lot too. It's oh, so sweet. I haven't it, tackled it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so far
1: behind I don't feel like trying to catch up. <laughs> I mean there's many seasons of it already, right? Yeah,
2: I'm I haven't seen all the seasons. I have seen all the seasons of Call My Agent, which is a French show on Netflix, and I've seen all the seasons of Emily in Paris. I have
1: two. I love that. And I do like Call My Agent. I don't think I quite finished it because I think they came with a season after I discovered it that I maybe didn't do, but Emily in Paris is is a scream.
2: Oh, I love it. Her clothes, the clothes, clothes, oh oh my god, amazing.
1: She's so rude about the French. You know, she always says bonjour. (laughs) So rude to everybody because in in France, as Mary and I know very well, people who attempt to speak French on a regular basis, they hate you when you don't speak French or when you bastardize the accent or whatever, which is what she does. She's terrible. They just
2: speak back to you in English. And well, perfect English to by the us, way.
1: but but to most people, to her, they just speak rapid French that she can't decipher. <laughs> yeah. Just to get back at her because she's so rude. It's, <laughs> it's she's very so funny. true. It's, it's very it's, funny.
2: It's so true. But and it's not only the clothes; it's all the scenes of Paris, and it's beautifully shot, gorgeous, and it yeah. it makes me very. Well, homesick for Paris, if you can be homesick for Paris when you live in the States. But-
1: yeah, but I think next next year, or, or maybe like 2023, we'll take late boomers on the road. And Ooh, we'll, what a we'll, grand
2: do, idea. we'll
1: go to Paris for sure.
2: What a grand idea, Kathy. And we can record from
1: there and talk about what we're doing in Paris every day and make a bunch of episodes from there. And it'll be instead of Emily in Paris, it'll be Kathy and Mary in Paris. It's perfect. (laughs) Only on a podcast. I will
2: hold you to that. I will. I have to get a new passport. Well, I just want to say one last thing that the other thing that inspires me and takes me out of any of the weirdness going on in the world today is writing. And I'm working on my novel and I love reading books that take me out of the where I'm at and take me to a new place and writing takes me to another place as well that I guess I'm creating, even if it's an equally crazy place.
1: <laughs> and I do love riding my horse because that's like my lifeline to uh, learning dressage and constantly taking lessons and trying to get stronger and better really yeah. does give me a, a purpose kind of right now, which yeah, is great. gives you a freedom. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah. Which we could all use when we're isolated at home.
1: And let's remind our listeners to follow us on Instagram, on our late boomers Instagram, and on Instagram at IM Kathy Worthington and at IM Mary Elkins. And hopefully you've you can write us. A little email at lateboomers.biz, B-I-Z, and let us know if you enjoyed this, what else you're getting involved in, so that we don't miss something that we might really like. If our listeners like it, we might like it.
2: Yes, and let us know what inspires
1: you That's and makes talk- you yeah. smile. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes! <laughs>
2: We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact.
0: Calling all speakers. EWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, Or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.